0: Hi, folks. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered, the HubSpot Solutions Partner Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a weekly web series and podcast that interviews the owners, founders, and executives of agencies and services providers from around the world about whatever it takes to grow and scale. This week, we have on Tyler Simani-Sprunk, Chief Marketing Officer at SimpleStrat, who pulls the curtain back on HubSpot Hacks, the highly successful YouTube channel the SimpleStrat team manages, To the tune of 18,000 plus subscribers and 1.2 million video views. Tyler opens up to the history of HubSpot hacks, including where and how it began, to how it operates today. We discuss those early days, how the initial pilot was structured, how they measured success, and the methods they used to accelerate its growth and scale their efforts. Tyler then explains how it's been integrated into SimpleStrat systems and other go-to-market strategies today. And he walks us through how a video view on YouTube turns into a paying client of SimpleStrat. He also shares the quantifiable impact SimpleStrat has seen from the YouTube channel across lead generation, opportunity close rates, revenue, and more. And we wrap with Tyler's perspective on how others can uncover and leverage growth strategies like the one SimpleStrat built with HubSpot hacks. And he shares actionable tips for building your own growth playbook, whether it's through video-based content or otherwise. Another episode of Agency Unfiltered begins right now. welcome to agency unfiltered how are we doing man
1: i'm good i'm good thanks for having me you betcha uh
0: where are you dialing in from the world
1: i am in the big city of lincoln nebraska
0: Ooh, what's going on in lincoln nebraska these days man what's the scene
1: not a lot about to, about to get up football season which is uh kind of the only thing that happens in lincoln nebraska which uh which everybody's excited about for so do you
0: find it like, so it dominates the the attention of the town yeah
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, College Town, and we don't have any professional teams for any sport in Nebraska. So college football eats up all of that uh, that sports atmosphere.
0: That's awesome, man. Uh, well, best of luck. Uh, Was it the Cornhuskers? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, need, we need we need the luck
1: too. So I, I appreciate it. Yeah,
0: I got you. Yeah, good energy going your way. Uh, well, I'm excited to have you on here, Tyler. I know uh, we're going to talk about HubSpot hacks, simple strats, YouTube strategy. I think there's a ton to talk about, uh, both how it's operating today. Uh, But I'm excited for kind of a peek behind the curtain, its genesis, uh, how it came to be, the structure, some of the nuances behind the scenes. So we'll get into all that and more. But, you know, not to assume, you know, listeners' familiarity with HubSpot Hacks, why don't you give us the download? Uh, What is it? What does it look like today? And we'll go from there.
1: Yeah. So HubSpot Hacks is a, a YouTube channel where we focus on HubSpot tutorial videos. So the idea is focus on one specific feature, get to the point really quickly very uh actionable demo or tutorial with
0: screen share um, we put out a video about once a week that's great man uh what does uh what does viewership look like what kind how many eyeballs like what's the uh what's the action on it?
1: yeah, I was just looking at that uh, this morning to see get you uh, some updated numbers so we're at uh, just over eighteen thousand subscribers right now and about one point two million vi- uh viewers or views sorry. One point yep. two million views total.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Now, do you find uh, when you're when you're building that content, do you have to assume a different YouTube persona? Do you change like your tone or like your inflection of your voice? Feels maybe very similar to how somebody would uh, jump into a podcast. But like, do you do you have a persona you just link into? Uh, not that I
1: know of. Um, I, I should ask somebody that somebody else that like, hey, like, what what do I sound like on YouTube compared to what I sound like in person? But our whole thing is is like trying to be authentic, right? And so, um, you know, when we first when we first started HubSpot hacks, like one of the things that we were trying to do was was actually show our content marketing clients like how can you use video marketing differently than just like, hey, here's a commercial or here's like you know a, a demo video or explainer video that everybody has. How can you use video to like educate the market, but also kind of show who the people are behind your company? Um, and so we try not to have a persona. So, <laughs> so hopefully the, the answer to that question, if I asked somebody else would be, no, It's that's you. Yeah,
0: no, that's great. You know, honestly, uh, uh, my, my interpretation of that question, I feel like my wife knows when I'm recording intros for podcast episodes, she's like, you sound like an idiot. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, there's a, so, so we have our, like, um our, like, uh almost like our commercial. So, like, if you go to, uh, if you go to our channel, like, the first thing that, like, auto plays is, like, our explainer about, and I definitely have a different, different sounding voice in that, for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's commercial-based versus the actual content. I get that. I get
1: exactly. That.
0: And so, you kind of alluded to this, but, like, is this, is that the, the genesis? Is that how it began? It was, hey, how do we kind of demonstrate what this can look like in practice for, clients and or prospective clients. Is that, that was the, the start and stop of its origin? Yeah, there was a couple of things. So we had a, and it still
1: exists today. Like, please don't go to it, it's, it's terrible. We have a simple Strat YouTube channel that I don't think we've published a video in like many, many months on. But, um, you know, we were doing video on there and uh, that was kind of like the first couple HubSpot hack videos is we threw them on there, we're using Loom. Um, yep. And what we noticed was like, by and large, we had almost all of our viewers were for those videos. But like nothing was converting to subscribers, and so one of the one of the ideas was like, okay, what if we dedicated a channel just to this, where people knew that like that's all they'd be getting if they subscribed? Um, what would that do for our subscribers? Could we start to to generate something with this? So that was part of it. But then the other part was, you know, we were at that time we were doing some HubSpot stuff, but we were really focused on like content marketing retainers. And so it was, how can we demonstrate to people, you know, the power of video, the power of like really authentic educational video. Um, and then also like I was really interested in this idea of, of branded content and like treating content as a product. So what does it look like to have, you know, a content channel that doesn't just have your company's name? What does it look like to, to brand it and to, to build out a brand for it, um, and treat it like you would a product. So we were trying to, to demo some of those things for our clients and then also, um, kind of take what we had learned from our YouTube channel and test some hypothesis there
0: oh that's great what uh I want to get into the impact you've seen and felt over time but like what's the uh, what's the size and scope of something that warrants a Hubspot hack video like what sort of rollout or update occurs in Hubspot or like what have you found to be most interesting for the for the viewers how do you how do you make that call
1: Yeah, so we do a lot of, uh, SEO research. Um, and so we kind of have like two different kinds of videos. So there's the kinds of videos that we think are going to bring new eyeballs to the channel. Um, and so, you know, what are people searching for? Um, what is HubSpot putting a lot of energy into promoting? Um, so those are a lot of like our, they've got like marketing hub demo videos and, um, you know, HubSpot tutorial for beginners is like a big search term. Yeah. But you so,
0: get those SEO driven, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep.
1: Yep. So finding those topics um, in tools like uh, TubeBuddy and SEMrush. Um, so that drives a lot of our content. And then like keeping those up to date because HubSpot likes to, likes to change their interface. Listen, you're uh, talking and... to
0: HubSpot Academy. Don't we know it? Don't we know <laughs> exactly.
1: it? Exactly.
0: Exactly. So that's, that's
1: like how we create most of our videos. But then there's also like for our current subscribers, uh, both to the channel and to our newsletter, like, what do we think they need to know? So what update do we think, you know, is going to impact a lot of people or what's this like interesting thing that we've done for our client recently? Um, so we actually have a, a meeting every Monday that we go through with our HubSpot specialists, the people that are working with our clients, uh, yeah. in our HubSpot consulting. And we ask them, you know, what interesting things did we do for clients in the last week and what things are clients asking for that we're like kind of stumped on? Because if we can find the solutions for those, those also make good, uh, good hacks.
0: Yeah, it's like, hey, what problems do we know exist, or like roadblocks, friction points that people experience? Then, yeah, let's make some content that that solves for that. Yeah, I like yeah. how it's the ideation seems to be shared with the team too. Yep.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Uh, no, so Tyler, you mentioned eighteen thousand plus subscribers, something like one point two mil view, like viewers, a ton, a ton of traction. I can imagine those numbers continue to grow, but I don't think that's my my hypothesis. Is that isn't where the reporting on this stops? So what, like, how else are you measuring? And uh, you know, benchmarking impact from the HubSpot Hacks YouTube channel for a simple strap business. I can guess some of those metrics, but I don't want to lead you in any which way.
1: Yeah, so uh, subscribers is definitely like we think of that as kind of our, our leading metric, and then also some other you know YouTube stats like retention and things like that on the video. But I, I mean, these days what we're really trying to do is generate leads for for our business and for our HubSpot consulting services. So we're spending a lot of time figuring out you know how many contacts are we generating a month, how many deals are we creating. Um, and, you know, obviously how many of those deals are created or converting to customers. So those are kind of the metrics we're looking at at the tail end. Um, and uh, HubSpot Hacks is definitely the main driver of, of all of that for us. I think uh, sometimes as, a, as an agency, like even though we do inbound marketing, a lot of agencies do inbound marketing for their clients. It's it's often hard to figure out for yourself or really for any professional service yeah, you business. You know, the
0: cobbler's children metaphor. I hear that oh, one yeah. on. Yep, yep.
1: Yep, yep. And so I think, uh, you know, we're lucky to have um, this, uh, this, substantial and, and consistent um,
0: lead stream. And uh, we, we focus a lot on making sure that that, that gets maintained. I, uh, I'm super curious into the actual structure into that lead stream. Uh, I, I want to put a pin in that for a moment. I know you would, had, you'd had also mentioned some notes into like how this may have looked in the early days. You're like, Hey, should we think about a dedicated channel with its own sub brand early videos or maybe loom? So like, yeah, how did you structure this thing in the early days? Like, how did you build guardrails around it as a a pilot or an experiment? And then how did you, you know, determine like, wow, okay, there's, there's something here. Let's pour some gas on it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't remember the exact saying, but it's something like, you know, we always overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can do in a year. Um, and I think, I think as, uh, I don't know, definitely for our agency, I think this is true for all agencies, like whenever we try our own thing, like what we think it's going to do right away is like way more than it ever is going to do. And then, uh, but the potential is is still really there. So um, I knew you were going to ask about this. So I actually went back and looked like some of our strategy <laughs> documents that we had from from four years ago when we started. And yeah. our goal, so we launched in like May of 2019. Um, and we had a goal of 200 subscribers by June 15th. Uh, we had 40 by June 15th
0: yeah uh, right. so we, all right.
1: yeah, we launched with ten videos. Um, I know I remember we did like a big splash on like our social and like to our, our current clients at the time. Um, and so we hit that that June 15th mark and we were like, all right, we're not where we want to be. Um, and so uh, you know we we learned when we did our blog. so we kind of launched our blog like when we first launched the company a while back and we kind of you know at that time six, seven years ago we're really bought into the, you know, the inbound strategy and we still are, but it looks different today than it does, than it did then. Um, And back then, like, luckily we had learned some of these lessons back then. Like we launched it, we were kind of like three to six months in, somewhere in there. And and I remember I was kind of responsible for launching it. And my co-founder, I remember having the meeting that I think a lot of like marketers have had with, with their bosses of like, okay, so we're doing a lot of this blog content and it's not really doing anything. I was like, give me one more month. And then we kind of, I got lucky and we just happened to see kind of that hockey stick SEO growth. And so when we had it for the YouTube channel, like it wasn't like, like she was on board. She was like, all right, I know that like, I, I know we need to give this a few more months. So we started to see some search traffic and subscriber growth start to happen probably towards the end of July. Uh, and then I think it kind of hockey sticked for us um, right around January of the next year. So it was about six months. Uh, but then we hit COVID uh, and that honestly helped us a lot because <clears throat> a ton of people were, you know looking more people were looking online for, for content Investing in
0: systems, seeking yeah. out help. hundred percent.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. yeah. Uh, what is like the production elements look like over time too. So we know where we are today. Obviously you mentioned like, Hey, we just wanted to try and record some looms. Like how did you, you know, determine incremental, you know, updates to the actual production value of this content too? And how important was it or is it, you know, to the success of it?
1: Yeah, I think it's actually like super important. Um, and it's not its not super important in the way that you might think. So it's not very important for us to have a super polished video. It's really important for us to have the exact level of polish that we have. So like how much polish do we have to have on the video for it to, to look legit, to be easy to follow, all of those things to, to build credibility for us. But how much polish do we need to avoid to keep it authentic right so like i remember um you know we we don't have any video editors on staff actually so we everything's edited by a contractor we work with Um, we've had different contractors over the years and our current contract, I remember when he first started, he was like editing out some of my ums and ahs. and I was like, "Dude, don't do that! Like, leave that in there." No, that's by um, design.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Right. I mean, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I wish I could say that every um and ah that I had was intentional, but leaving it in there was was certainly yeah, by It's design.
0: unintentional when it happens, but it's intentional to not edit it out, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. Unless it's like terrible. Um. So so yeah so I mean that we're intentional about that, and then I think that you know one of the gaps that we saw, because we're not we weren't the first people creating. Uh, YouTube tutorial videos. There wasn't nearly as many as there are now. Um, but I remember there was there's one channel in particular that, and I think they had like 7,000 subscribers. They're not active anymore. Uh, but that was like, if we could just get there, uh, we, that would be awesome. And so we, we spent a lot of time looking at, at their channel and like, not the dog it, like they had great content. But one of the things that they had, and, and frankly, you see all over YouTube is like minute long intros where they're talking about who they are and what they do and why it's important to learn this and and so our thing was like, we want our intros to be super quick, you know, talk about when, when you start a video of ours, like our first sentence is like, is, is something about like why somebody would care about this. Um, it's like, are you looking to do this? Or are you struggling with this? Then this video is, is the right video for you. Play our bumper, get right into it. Um, and so that was, that was really intentional as well.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, it's a good way to like, all right, what's the landscape, competitive analysis? What's the differentiation? But to your point, like brevity is going to win out being able to just clearly get to the point. Uh, yeah. I mean, love the, love the focus there. Uh, yeah, good. today, The uh, what does the process look like? We mentioned like, okay, we do some SEO research. That's going to drive topic selection. We talk to our teams. We learn what problems may arise or areas that could use supports. So it's like, all right, ideation happens. Uh, then what, how do you structure it from idea to video ready to get published? Yeah, so
1: we, we put it in our project management software. Our, our project manager runs that. Um, we use teamwork. And then uh, it's usually myself or um, or my business partner, Ali Schwanke, that's that's actually recording the videos. We have started to incorporate more people from our team, which has been awesome. Um, but since it's Ali or me, it's usually our project manager being like, all right, where's this video? Where's this video? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Because we're busy. Um, then we record the videos. Uh, we send it off to uh, our contract editor. Um, he does, does his thing. We review it. Um, and then we've got uh, somebody else on our team that's is kind of responsible for our like content distribution. Uh, so he gets it published, gets the description written, um, and then starts to uh, help us distribute it on our on our social. And we've got a newsletter.
0: How how formally or like comprehensively scripted is the content too? Are you like riffing a little bit? Is it a full script that you're reading? Like how do you determine the you know the balance there?
1: yeah so as little script as possible um so it depends on on kind of the length of the video um if it's like a five minute video that's quick like there's nothing uh usually what like i don't know what Ali does actually but usually what i do is i'll like do the thing off camera so i can just like refresh my memory on on how it's done you get some um, practice in of course exactly yeah. and because because sometimes yeah, i mean like we said hubspot changes the all the time so i've been in videos where i've clicked on this and I'm like Oh, that doesn't look like what it looked yeah, like last time. It's not time there anymore. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. So, uh, you know, either a quick dry run, or um, I'll have like a few bullets on a on a piece of paper next to me. Um, but we try to to not script it at all, and that's just back to that, you know, authentic sound. Because um, I think you can tell when a video is scripted.
0: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But like, all right, we. How do I give myself the guardrail so I know what to say and where I, what my intended outcomes are? But again, you want to give yourself the flexibility. It sounds like the authentic tone is key here, right? Yep, exactly, exactly. Uh, we've published a video on YouTube or we can, you know, on a cadence weekly, it sounds like. How do you uh, structure it? So the necess- or the the intended lead stream is coming out of YouTube or you're like making the right attribution back to YouTube. Like what's that flow from viewer to hopefully subscriber to somebody reaching out to Simple Strat to, to talk shop, maybe, you know, consult?
1: Yeah, so we've got... Um... We've got kind of like a boiler. So on YouTube, you can have kind of a boilerplate description that gets applied to every video, in addition to the description that you add to that specific video. So we, so there's always a call to action back to our um, HubSpot consultation page, uh, so that there is kind of that, um, that there, and people can book a free consultation with us. Uh, but then, depending on the video, we might have, you know, a uh, piece of content so like for example for all of our demo videos we've got a hubspot buyers guide so we'll promo that uh, trying to make sure we mention it in the video and in the description we might throw it on an end card of the video as well um but honestly like you know that whole like cobbler's kid thing like what, <laughs> what we suck at is like lead follow-up so what we really want them to do is book a free consultation with us um, yeah. and that's just hubspot meeting link on a hubspot landing page they just book a meeting with us um, and those go really, really well. Uh, we're not very good about, we, we we need to get much better about following up with the leads that, uh, that buy the, other, that download the other stuff.
0: You know, I'm taking a no here. It's like, you know, I don't want to spoil it. Right. We usually wrap every episode of this podcast. Like, Oh, what's the strangest part of agency life? I'm going to be like, all right, we're going to wrap with that. Uh, what do you suck at? You know, that's, uh, it's like, uh, I like that. Um, but well, you know, uh, as a, it's very self-aware, That's huh? good. It's good. I appreciate it. Um, and so, uh, regardless of your ability to follow up leads, it sounds like this flow that you've built uh, is providing a healthy percentage of the leads or the meetings that are being booked through that meeting link. Um, how does that or how do you develop any other strategies or components from like a lead gen perspective to accelerate this? Like, does this plug in in any other ways or any other means for, for lead enablement or sorry, lead capture? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, a lot of our we do we do a lot of blog content too. Not, not a lot, but we do a decent amount of blog content. So we get some some people through um, just regular Google SEO, um, and then you know we we do a lot of things like like this. Um, I mean, obviously, like the, probably not gonna gonna get a ton of customers from from other agency partners for this podcast in particular. But you know, Ali, my partner, is is constantly speaking. We we talk a lot about kind of what we're learning and, and uh, use this as an example. So you know, if somebody's um, you know at a conference listening to her talk about you know content marketing and then we mentioned that we do a, a hubspot tutorial channel and they happen to do hubspot they check it out um so we use this in in a lot of things it's in you know all of our personal brands social media we, we reference these videos quite a bit um and, you know our, our big thing for our clients is like don't create one thing and just let it go quiet like repurpose it cut it up um and so we do a lot of that as well and i think like right now we're, we're trying to experiment with like what does this look like on TikTok? What does it look like on shorts? What does it look like on LinkedIn? Um, I was going to ask so where it's going,
0: but yeah. So we like seeing where it, where it lives in other channels potentially. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And then, you know, the other thing that it, that it really helps with is even if, if, you know, if we're having a conversation with a prospect that um, that didn't come to us through YouTube, you know, and we're talking about, you know, they want to do something, um, or they want training for their team or anything like that. We, you know, we shoot them over to YouTube and like, you know, here's our training style, or here's how we approach this thing that you want to do. Um, and that helps a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. It's actually, there's interesting to another a point you made there. There's almost like this meta analysis piece of it. And it's made for any partner. Like what do you excel at or what's like unique to your go to market and then teaching about it or speaking about it. Right. So it's not even just plugging in videos to other you know, channels or or content that you're creating, but like, Oh no, this is something unique to our business. And so we want to talk about it in different places. Right. So I like the kind of meta, you know, subject matter expertise, knowledge sharing component too. That's, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: Um, uh, when leads come through, right. You're saying maybe not everyone references, like in conversations, references the YouTube channel, but when they do or when you can verify that is where they're coming from, uh, not even just the total amount of leads that are coming in, are, are they closing faster? Are they, you know, seeking longer or bigger, you know, engagements with SimpleStrat? Like what are some of the other impacts that you see outside of just lead gen?
1: Yeah, it's, so people actually, they mention it a lot. Like, um, you know, I think, you know, to, to pat ourselves own on the back, like the videos do what they're supposed to do. I mean, they are educational and they are like non-promotional. Like they, they really do help people. Um, and so we get a lot of people that say like, "I learned HubSpot from watching." Like, we've we've talked to HubSpot reps that are like, "I I learned HubSpot." I use watching it, yeah, everybody. totally, yeah. So uh, so that's I mean that's been that's been cool. Um, so what what it, what it ends up being is that we have that first meeting, and to them, it doesn't feel like the first meeting. You know, they've watched sometimes a couple hours of me on camera already, or or my partner on camera already, um, and so it definitely makes that first conversation. Uh, you know, they're not on guard the same way that they, they might be with, with other salespeople. Um, and then oftentimes, I mean, this is also about kind of how we package our services and stuff, but a lot of times we make the sale on that first call or in two calls. Um, so it definitely does. It actually makes it, it's, 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 I complain about this sometimes it's hard for us to like do our forecasting because our sales close so quickly that like our, it's hard for us to do forecasting in advance because, uh,
0: sales cycles aren't long and long tailed enough to be forecastable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which it I guess like an a problem, problem to deal. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And actually, Todd, too, just to like get context for the listeners, too, when you're having these calls, closing these engagements, like, what are typically the services, right, or engagements that SimpleStrat is is you know uh, providing to their clients?
1: Yeah, and and actually, interestingly enough, like. The response to the YouTube channel has has dictated a lot of that. Um, so you know, we were a content marketing agency using this as an example for content marketing at that time. Like, if you wanted to work with us, the the really the only thing we sold um, was a big strategic like we called it our blueprint. You uh, know, I mean, it's kind of that paid discovery model. Uh, we do customer research, we build the auto marketing plan, and then you go into a content marketing retainer. So that was kind of the only thing we sold. Um, and then you know, in probably a year two or so of the YouTube channel, we we had more and more people coming to us asking like, hey, I've just got like this this HubSpot thing. Can you help me with this? Um, and so we started to explore with like, what does it look like for us to offer just straight up HubSpot consulting? And what does that look like? And so uh, we hired a, a HubSpot specialist that we call the role in our team um, and just kind of didn't like, didn't really make any packages. Like we'll just sell you like hourly HubSpot consulting and try to figure out what people need. Um, And so we did that for a while and then we started to kind of take what we learned in those engagements of like, what do people really want? um, We started to package those up. So we've got onboarding packages. We've got, um, you know, packages around like for the people that are like, Hey, like my HubSpot's a mess, like help me fix it. Like we've got packages around that. Um, We'd still do some hourly consulting if they want it. And we've got a few other packages and workshops that we, that we sell based on what people want. So Uh, so yeah, that's what we're selling
0: today. No, I like the flow though. It's like, all right, well, uh, you know, interest and engagement with the YouTube content has helped inform the types of services we should offer, you know, based on that, how do we further standardize into like, you know, strategic packages that we can offer. So I like the, I like the flow there. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense.
1: Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's been, uh, it's been a constant learning experience. I think, I think that's, you know, that's, that's the goal, right?
0: Do you get recognized in the streets?
1: Not yet. Not yet. What, what we, what we get now, which is, which is great is like, you know, we kind of intentionally make the simple strap brands quieter than the HubSpot hacks brand in, in the channel. Yeah. Um, and so what we get now is like, we'll be talking to somebody, we'll mention HubSpot hacks and we will be like, Oh my gosh, that's you guys. Um, and so that's, that's pretty cool, but, but not recognized yeah. in the streets yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it depends on the, the streets that you're walking through too. I bet maybe that's the case, uh, you know, in the Seaport District of Boston during inbound <laughs> exactly, versus exactly. Cornhuskers game, maybe who knows, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and so lessons learned along the way, Tyler. Like for others seeking to build a strategy or to like you know introduce an element like HubSpot hacks for simple strat, right? Uh, maybe it's a YouTube strategy of their own. Maybe it's a video content strategy. Otherwise, but like, what recommendations do you have for folks hoping to catch the same sort of maybe lightning in a bottle that you did, right?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's the thing, right? Like in, in hindsight or like from the outside, like it looks like lightning in a bottle. Like I think the, the, the thing is like how we got here was, was we created a YouTube channel that wasn't really doing anything, noticed a couple videos that were getting some outsized attention and then doubled down on that. And then. That took a while for it to gain any attention. We doubled down on, on SEO optimization for the videos and that's when it took off, right? So I think it's about like, what are you doing today that people are responding to? So that might be, um, you know, what are you doing in your content strategy? Like are there pieces of that that the people are responding to? Or, or, you know, what messages are you talking about even in your client meetings that, that might, um, you know, be getting prospects or clients ears to perk up? Um, so I think that's the thing is like, I think success is usually an iteration on something you're already doing rather than just something you create from scratch. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, is consistency, right? So I think there's a fine line between like continuing to hammer away at something that isn't delivering any results and, and also giving something a chance to deliver results. So, um, I mean, I don't remember, you might know this, I don't, I don't remember what the actual stat is, but like a huge percentage of podcast episodes, never like a podcast never get past episode, like three um, yeah,
0: right, right. I and, don't know the and, exact number but I get the, the sentiment 100%, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. And and so I think I think it's the same thing, right? Like if we would have stopped, you know, we were we were not even halfway to our goal, uh, our launch goal around subscribers, if we would have stopped then, you know, the channel wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't exist today, let alone yeah. be delivering the the revenue that exi- that that it does today. So, uh, I think that, you know, making sure that you're smart about, you know, it's not reaching our goal Thinking about why that might be the case and what you can try next, um, but not just being like, hey, this isn't doing anything. I've you know, spent a few hours on this and, and I'm going to stop. Um, I think that happens a lot.
0: You know, so obviously the consistency and the patience paid off, right? And like the continued like, how do we further optimize? How do we like that paid off for simple stripe with HubSpot hacks? Do you have a perspective on when, you know, how long does consistency and patience get you before you're like, right, maybe this, maybe this ain't it, you know?
1: Yeah, it's a hard question to answer. I think, I think my answer to that would be hedge your bets a little bit. So Hmm. for us, um, right with the YouTube channel, if we, if it didn't do, if it never took off the way that it did, uh, we knew that it was still going to be an example that we could use for clients. Uh, we knew that it was still going to be a way that we could learn some things about YouTube when we were delivering those strategies to clients. So it had, um, you know, early on, it was designed to deliver value beyond just Legion. In fact, like Legion wasn't something we were even focused on in the beginning. So I think, I think that can help. Like what, like, here's our goal, but even if it doesn't reach that goal, are there ways that we can get value out of it? And I think that that, you know, having multiple ways of getting value out of something can, can, um, you know, well, make safe, it you know,
0: safeguarded as a help, help make that call. Right. It's like yeah. the primary, you know, uh, goals or like the KPIs, but then there's, all right, well, what are the secondary where else and how else can this benefit us? Even if the primary KPIs aren't reached, it's yeah, a good call.
1: Yep, exactly. And then like, this is also like a double-edged sword because you can't like, uh, I think as agency owners, we often like throw things at our employees that we're super excited about. And then they, they like, I don't know, like, clubhouse during covid for example yeah, um uh, yeah. I, I think uh but but we did make this like a big deal like our whole team was involved in this um you know this was this was our thing in in may of 2019 and so uh it wasn't it wouldn't have been as easy for me and ally like two weeks and be like ah, just kidding you know we're not we're not gonna do this anymore.
0: well i mean so. you probably have to be selective and strategic for when you want to you know uh you know turn the wheel into something you know and, and dedicate resources yeah yeah
1: yeah and hubspot sure.
0: hacks end up on clubhouse for a time
1: no, no, we were, but not the not the HubSpot <laughs> hacks, brand. Thank, thankfully, that wasn't uh, that wasn't a place we turned our wheel yeah, into. Good call,
0: good call, good call. Uh, do you find that when uh, people reach out, they're like, "Hey, we want to build." Like, how many people are just like, "Hey, we want to do HubSpot hacks, but for our for our niche or like our our industries." Like, are you consulting on that as well for clients? You know, we thought we'd be doing a lot more of that than we are. <laughs> um,
1: what we find uh, when we have those conversations, what we find is. It's, it's hard. I mean, it, it's hard. So like the things that make HubSpot Hack successful, um, that authenticity, that lack of scripting, um, you know, it's, it's, and, and time, like we're at it every week. Um, and I think that it's really easy to say you want to do that. It's, it's really hard for the people that actually know their stuff on the team, the subject matter experts on the team to be willing and able to carve out that time and to be comfortable on camera so I think that, you know, what, what where we thought we would be doing a lot of YouTube video consulting, what we're doing more of on the on the content side and I think it's, you know, especially important now with, with the rise of AI and things like that is like mm-hmm. what is the channels that make sense for you where you can show who you are authentically, have a point of view that's novel that's not just, you know, that me too content um and and so i think it's it's more about like how do we help you find whatever your version of hubspot hacks is and oftentimes that's for most people that's not a youtube it's not a, yeah, right
0: no i like that pullback but too it's like hey it's one thing to have the playbook that at least worked for us but yeah i mean you know you can't you can't shortcut the time commitment and like some of the other elements that have to be true for it you know the consistency the patience the ownership so yeah i get that i get that reframing uh now you 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 kind of nudged this door open. We got to take it. So generative AI, are you experimenting with it as it relates to HubSpot hacks? Where and how does it factor into the process?
1: Yeah, we haven't done anything with it on HubSpot hacks yet. Um, I mean, I guess the one thing that, that we have thought about it in relation to HubSpot hacks is that, you know, I think it's no secret that that online search is going to be drastically different you know next week uh, than it yeah, is today yeah, yeah. by
0: the time uh, this gets aired who knows right yeah, yeah
1: exactly yeah. exactly and, and and also we know that, that the proliferation of written content is is just going to be crazy um, there is ai stuff happening in video but but it's even worse than the ai stuff that's happening in, in written content i think we're a long ways away from really being able to duplicate what we do with AI, and so for uh, you know for of anything for us, it's been this is kind of a way for us to hedge our bet against you know another agency that can churn out a hundred blog posts in a week about HubSpot using AI. Um, as an agency, we've experimented; we do a lot of written content, and so you know what we've been trying to figure out is like. How can we make it speed up ideation and content production without use without losing that that um you know that thought leadership and that yep. that point of view and and um kind of novel content like I think the best content marketing adds something to the story doesn't just repeat what's already out there and so how do we use a i to to do that because by itself it doesn't do that but but how do we use a i to um enable us and our clients to do that maybe faster or better yeah um, and so that's kind of what we've been playing with
0: yeah I've heard uh, uh common phrases I hear, like just like augment or enrich those types of processes. But again, still relying on like the human driven perspective point of view and like additive thoughts or subject matter expertise on something, not just, you know, the regurgitation. So it sounds like similar to you. And if anything, your read is that, uh, you know, video sounds like a worthy investment and maybe something that's like AI proof, right? It's like, it feels like a good stronghold and not something that's ready to be fully disrupted yet based on the status of the technology. But again, who's to say what, what happens tomorrow?
1: Yeah, yeah. We, someone might be deep faking a House by Hacks at, at some point, but that's, that'd be, it'd be pretty, pretty expensive to yeah, do right now. This has been an AI avatar
0: <laughs> of me this whole time. So that, just, now that's uh, impressive. Yeah, no, technology's come a long way. Um, all right, Tyler, as you come up on time here, man, just uh, wrap every episode with the same question. It's, uh, and I, I know I, I alluded to it earlier. It's not, what, what do you suck at? What, <laughs> what's the strangest part of agency life?
1: Yeah, I think, oh man, that's that's a, there's a lot of strange things about agency life. I think, I think the strangest thing about agency life is, is kind of twofold, right? Like I think to be a successful agency today, like I think focus is, um, is extremely important. Uh, but you know, AI wasn't really like generative AI wasn't even a conversation last year. So how do you stay focused um while also you know being that resource for your clients on you know what's coming out and 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 helping them kind of take advantage of the new stuff so i think i think that is you know i don't know if it's crazy but i think that's like a constant struggle that that we have and i think that a lot of agencies have that and i think you know just the 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 thing of like a good agency is like instrumental to company growth uh, for, for your clients, but you also control a small piece of all of those things that go into growth. And so I think that's always a, an interesting challenge. An interesting battle. tussle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good point though. It's like, hey, you know, obviously you want to remain focused, but things, technologies, tactics, everything evolves so fast. How do you stay on top as a subject matter expertise or like advisor to clients on how fast things are moving? Yeah, that's it's tricky, but certainly a little strange. Yeah, yeah awesome well Tyler's we uh i think that that might be it for us uh we're, we're pushing up on time so i appreciate you coming on just walking us through right obviously hubspot hacks both as how it exists today as a channel but like taking a look at its origins how it's structured how it funnels leads how it impacts conversations you have with those leads uh so uh super insightful feels actionable as well so thanks for coming on man yeah thanks for having me for everyone that's tuned in today this has been another episode of agency unfiltered